Hi, you are with the first edition of Volleyball Explained Olympics special for the first day of the Tokyo 2020 uh, Olympics. Uh, our co-host today is Mark Levidieu, the head coach of uh, the German Friedrichshafen. Thank you, Mark, for joining us for our very first uh, special edition of the podcast, but special about uh, Tokyo Olympics. Uh, let's start with what happened during the day uh, in the uh, Japanese uh, Olympi Olympics uh, with the first day of the male tournament. Uh, the first match started early in the morning in Tokyo uh, and uh, early in the night uh, in Europe uh, between Canada and Italy. Uh, 2-0 leading the Can Canada, but uh, then Italy uh, turned it around and won 3-2. Uh, easy win as expected for Brazil against Tunisia, 3-0. Uh, day after, Russia beat Argentina, 3-1. Uh, then Japan, the host, beat Venezuela, 3-0. Uh, then a very interesting, I would say highly dramatic match between, between Poland and Iran and a surprising win for Iran, 3-2 with a uh, overdramatic tiebreak with 23-21 uh, and uh, at the end USA beat uh, easily uh, the team of France with 3-0. Mark, which of these events surprised you the most? Uh, really good question. You didn't prepare <laughs> me for such good questions. Uh, maybe the most surprising one was the for me was USA against France. I thought that France played well at VNL, not their best best, but uh, they they had some really good matches and really good performances in VNL. And I thought that at least it would be a close game. I know that in VNL USA, uh, most of the time they didn't have Sander and Anderson, so uh, the the whole tournament doesn't count for anything. But uh, that was. That was the most surprising result for me, even more than uh, Iran and Canada. I asked this question a lot of times, but uh, how much exactly do you think France is dependent, dependent on Irvin Gapet and his game? Uh, I, I don't think he's his best, even physical shape. Uh, he's, a, he's a really important player for them, but he's important in a different way so it's not so much about uh, uh, his his level of play of course he has to play well but uh, it's it's how he lifts the team the emotion and the energy that he gives to the team and and today they they had nothing really from anywhere and and uh, the the opposites weren't uh, weren't very good um, the setters weren't very good and then you know uh, it doesn't matter who you are after that that uh, it makes it really difficult talking about Gapet, uh, I believe that we we can't talk very much about this match because there wasn't a lot about talking I mean the superiority of, of US uh, the, the US team was was very huge and uh, uh, yeah it, it just 
not not that much happened during this match just just because of the fact that US was so superior but talking about the uh, the influence the impact of Ngapet on the French team what do you think about the influence of Michał Kubiak in the Polish team because Kubiak uh, uh due to some sources due to a small slight injury didn't play against Iran and Poland lost yeah that was uh, surprising I didn't know about the injury I just saw that he didn't play uh because I also know that uh, Vital Heinen will change the team in the tournament so I wasn't surprised that uh, that Kubiak didn't play that Schlifke was was playing uh the Kubiak brings a lot to the team with his with his emotion with his leadership but the thing that the team needs the most is uh, is the performance of is Leon and Kurek and uh, then if they are not at their at their best then uh, it's really difficult for uh, for uh, for Poland the the middles had some some involvement in the play um, but uh, yeah they the important thing for for Poland is is Leon and Kurek in the fourth set they were uh, they spiked at 80% and it was easy and then in the fifth set they made two or they made i think Leon made two mistakes and Kurek made one and and really that is the decisive factor when you spike a lot of balls it's not a big deal to make a few mistakes but uh, in the fifth set is is not the the time that that you have to make the, the, those mistakes yeah I have and been, the, other yeah. That, uh, the other thing was that uh, that maruf was uh, was really good in the in the fifth set and and really played a better a better fifth set than jisga Yeah, in the fifth set, there was one moment that was especially remarkable, at least for me, because in I believe it was 13-12 in the, for Poland and Lyon serving. Uh, he served with 128 uh, uh, km per hour, but the, I'm not sure who of the of the Iranian receivers received the perfect reception of this uh, almost one 130 uh, km per hour. Surf and then the 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 facial expression of Alekhnose said it all. It was really unbelievable, and Marov played played in the in the middle. So very interesting. Uh, what can be the reason for the fact that Poland had a lot of cases situations during the match where, with a perfect or good reception, they just made a direct error from attack? Is it the fault of the 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 spikers or could be also a fault of the of the setter i looked at the stats of the match and they made 11 spiking errors from 126 so it's maybe maybe it's three more spike errors than than you can say is normal um so i i don't think that it's a a really big deal in the the fifth set that we already mentioned the i think these mistakes were just spikers mistakes um you know if if you spike a lot of balls in the end you will make make mistakes when the women's come start to play the spiker who makes the most mistakes is egonu because 
she spikes 70 balls in every match. <laughs> so she makes the most mistakes. So it's the, the timing more than anything. And in this case, I think it was the, the spike has just missed. Maybe I'm wrong, but I didn't see actually the the reserve setter of Poland, Grzegorz Lomacz, uh, uh, substituting Gizga for the whole match. Uh, I'm not I'm not 100% sure because I didn't watch uh, any minute uh, each minute of the of the game, but uh, uh, for sure he was not there for long. How how could you actually uh, uh, explain such a such a behavior from from Vitohen because it's it's a little bit strange. The team is not playing good and uh, well, and uh, and Jizga uh, is uh, always there. He played. Uh, they at least one set they used the double sub. So, but it, you're right. It was not a long time. Uh, the with the the balance with the setter is always interesting because. The, if you change the setter a lot, then what normally happens is that nobody plays well. So in some moment, you have to give the, the setter the confidence. Um, and Jiska has been a good setter for, for Vital Heine now for four years or three years or whatever it is. So he trusts him and he trusts that he will, he will be able to win in the end. It's also the first match of the tournament. So... Uh, and the group that they have, even to lose this match, is not uh, is by no means the end of the of the tournament. So uh, it's not a reason to let's say do everything. If uh, if Kubiak, for example, had some small injury, there's also if it was the final, I'm sure that he would play. But it's the yeah. first match of the tournament. They have one point. They know they now they know they. Uh, it's not easy, and but for sure nothing, not everything is lost. Let's move to the first match that that uh, has been played uh, during the day between Canada and Italy because uh, Canada started amazingly with uh, two sets, but then Italy turned it around, and especially due to the fact that uh, uh, Vettori substituted Zaitsev and. Even more specifically, Alessandro Micheletto played a great match. What do you think about him? And especially for the match as a whole, but because it was very interesting in terms of development during the whole game. The, it was a really interesting match. Canada started really, really well. Um, and the main, the main part of, or the main story of the first set, I, I think, is the uh, performance of Zaitsev. Uh, he he didn't he didn't start well. He had some good actions in serve, uh, but and he had some difficult balls in attack. He was not getting the all of the good balls, uh, but that made it difficult for him and the team. Uh, but the big thing that happened in the first two sets, but the first set especially was Italy lost seven points, I think, in uh, with the setter in position yeah. one. And two times they couldn't get out of this rotation. Uh, and for the whole match, they, they had trouble with this rotation. But in the first set, it really made the difference. And if if they lose two points less in P1, uh, one extra reception, one more pipe, uh, then I think you can probably say the match would be 3-0 or 3-1. So uh, it wasn't a really big difference. Um, and Canada took the chances that they had. 
Uh, Micheletto though was, well, <laughs> yeah, he is he's really really good player, and he makes a big difference in this team. He he was in the middle of everything good that they did. Um, some ball in defence, some um, two service series, really important service series in the third set. Uh, he served, uh, I think, one series with five points. Uh, he was good in block, some transition sets, and uh, and he really, for a 19-year-old, he's playing his 10th international match or something. Uh, he's he's a really good player. It will be interesting to watch how the tournament progresses with him. Yeah, let's mention also that he ended with 17 points from attack, three blocks, kill blocks, and three uh, aces. So it's uh, really extraordinary stats uh, for him in the first match. So it's uh, uh, this question, who is going to, to play with Juan Torrena is not on the table anymore, uh, for sure. Okay, uh, let's go to uh, Russia and uh Argentina, for me at least, that was a typical match between a team that plays with brutal force against a team that is very technical. And uh, the team that plays with brutal, brutal force had some problems uh, in the beginning, but then Argentina, actually Russia started, ser uh, started serving better and Argentina uh, is not a team that can uh, handle high balls very easily when the reception is not good enough. So for me, that was the that was the reason for Russia then beating after losing the uh, the first set. So what do you think? I I didn't see the first two sets. I saw the third and the fourth. And in this period, the Russia had control of of the match. They. Uh, they they played well. They are good in seven block. Obviously, uh, I didn't see the first two sets. Like I said, Argent but Argentina just had problems to score. Uh, Conti uh, is not at his best level. Uh, if he's just having was just a bad game, or uh, he is at that part of his career, I don't know. We will see in the in the next days. Um, but really, they need him to be the, the leader and the best point scorer if they have a chance to, to win against the best teams. And, and today, he was not at that level. Okay, but probably this is, uh, this is enough also for this match. Uh, let's mention again the other two matches. Uh, Brazil beat easily Tunisia 3-0. And Japan, Venezuela 3-0 uh, also with... Uh, more more or less uh, problems in the different sets, but uh, not not something very uh, very serious. Uh, let's just mention that during the second day, uh, of course, it's a women's day, so so one day uh, um, male matches, one day female matches, and uh, uh, in the second day of the Tokyo Olympics, uh, uh, the Russian Olympic Committee or just Russia. Uh, we'll play Italy, very interesting match, the first match of the day, uh, then USA, Argentina, Serbia, Dominican Republic, China, Turkey, another very interesting match, Japan, uh, Kenya, Brazil, uh, Korea, uh, and that's all for 25th of July. Uh, Mark, uh, thank you for joining as a co-host of the first uh, edition of uh, this shortcast or podcast or just volleyball explained 
Olympics uh, special. And I hope that you're going to accept another invitation for, uh, yeah, a little bit later during the tournament. You know how much I love to talk about <laughs> volleyball. So you just need to send me the, send me the link and maybe <laughs> tell me. What. Yeah. Uh, thank you again. And uh, dear spectators, thank you for watching us. I hope that uh, you're going to do it also the next time. Uh, if possible, this, uh, uh, this Volleyball Explained Olympic special will be every day. Uh, if not, uh, uh, we are going to try to make as, as many as many editions as possible with different guests. So in order to, uh, to see there and uh, listen to their viewpoints and thank you and until the next time. Bye-bye. See you.